Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And I am going to try and keep my introductory comments brief today as we have a great topic and we're, I think, better served by getting to it as quickly as we can. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And joining me for the podcast today is Lavelle Law Attorney Jim Voigt. So if you are a small or mid-sized business owner, you know that some valuable information is sure to follow. However, we're, uh, we're going to double down a little bit today. And along with Jim, you'll be hearing from Elizabeth Londo, president of Just In Time Direction, in Glen Ellen, Illinois, Elizabeth is going to walk us through some of the important organizational steps that require the attention of someone starting a small business. So we've got a lot to cover. First of all, let me say hello to Jim. Nice to have you back on the podcast, Jim. Thanks for having me on, sir. Always a pleasure. And Elizabeth, for the first time, let me say welcome to you. I'm glad you were able to take some time and join us today. Nice to be here. Thank you. Um, now, Jim, you and I have talked a lot about what an entrepreneur needs to do to properly structure a legally functioning business, but I guess we've never really looked at what comes next, you know, and that could really be the more critical phase in, in being successful, wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, getting up and running is one thing, or, or creating the company, I guess, is one thing, but you know, taking those you know initial steps right after doing that to get operational, is uh, there's a lot of opportunities to make mistakes or to really get it right. And that appears to be where just-in-time direction comes in. Elizabeth, can you give us just a quick overview of your company and what it does? Sure. Um, What we do is work with owners of businesses who typically they're going through some sort of growing pains. Either they just have a concept and they want to launch it, or maybe they've been in business for some time and um, they're growing, but they're not growing quick enough that they feel comfortable hiring staff and they can pass uh, things over to us that they really don't have the bandwidth to manage themselves until they get to the point that they want to hire people. Sometimes they give it to us for the long haul. We'll end up doing QuickBooks or administrative support or um, virtual assistance, a variety of things for them just based on what they need and where they don't have the depth of staff to cover it. Okay. Now, we've we've heard, I think, very sobering statistics about the failure rate of new companies, especially in their first year of operation. Is it safe to say that many of those fall prey to, you know, not paying attention to those now-what-do-I-do types of questions that we we might cover today? It's kind of basic blocking and tackling that they often overlook. Yeah, and they think if they save up for it and deal with them later, it'll that's the way to go about it. And often by the time they, they get to some of these things, it's too late. It's really much better to do it at the front end rather than to retrofit later. You know, make create a business, work with a lawyer, and kind of have a structure that makes sense, and then start from there instead of just kind of starting a business and then backing into the things that you needed to do at the front end. Now, one of the key concerns that I know from my own experience is that it's easy to push aside something like liability. Now, if someone gets good guidance up front from a professional like Jim Voigt and sets up a business structure to protect their assets, I think it's easy to to kind of feel comfortable and, and not worry about insurance. So I think, well, that's, that's nothing I need to, to deal with right now. But 
you know, despite wanting to watch the bottom line, uh, I would assume either one of you might share some thoughts on skipping out on business insurance is not necessarily the right answer. I think, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the most common mistakes that people make right up front because what will happen is they'll meet with an attorney and say, hey, I, I want to have a uh, an incorporation or an LLC to protect me from liability. I don't want anything that happens to, to the business to affect me uh, personally. So that's exactly what the corporation or LLC does. But then they forget. They, they, the switch for protection from liability is kind of turned off in their mind at that point, and they forget that the business itself can still get sued or have an issue. Um, and, you know, it, although having your personal assets cleaned out uh, because of a business issue is not a lot of fun, it's also uh, a disastrous thing to have the business assets cleaned out. All of a sudden, you've got, uh, you know, some operating capital and some cash, and you've acquired some assets, and the business is going relatively well, and you get hit with some kind of a claim that wouldn't normally be covered by insurance, but since you don't have any, the business itself isn't protected. You've done a good job of protecting yourself personally by incorporating, but you skipped a critical step of actually protecting your business, and that can get faster. And one of the things I notice, I, I like to do a lot of uh, local business, whether it's shopping, dining, even uh, professional services. And, and when I walk into a place of business, there's a lot of times I'll see a, a business license posted. Um, tell me a little bit about the need for a business license. Uh, you know, as many people work out of their homes. They run very profitable businesses. I said they're small retailers. Is there a, a firm requirement on who needs a, a license to operate a business, or is it by business type? Yeah, unfortunately, the answer is no. Uh, it, it, it doesn't vary so much necessarily by business type um, as it does from one municipality to another. Every business in Illinois has to have a you know, has to be registered with the state of Illinois, the Department of Revenue, and they'll issue a statewide business license, and that's fine. But within each municipality, they're going to have their own rules as to what you need to do to register. Chicago is famous for this. Uh, they call the administrative building actually the toll booth because every time you go in there, you have to pay some sort of fine or a fee or something. Uh, so it, it's very important, whether you're working with an attorney or just on your own, a lot of times you can get this information with just a phone call to City Hall. You don't necessarily need to have an attorney to help you with it, but you need to make sure you have a good handle on what licenses you need to operate your business and whether, very importantly, the type of business you want to operate is permitted in the location where you want to operate, especially with a home-based business. You might have restrictions that don't allow you to do what you want to do out of your home. A classic example is the auto repair. Somebody just does it on the side out of their driveway. turns out that's not allowed. So uh, the number one advice you can get for a business license is um, just call City Hall, find out exactly, tell them, you know, be honest, tell them exactly what you're doing and where the business will be located, and, and they will be able to guide you through what licenses you need locally. Another great resource is sba.gov. If you go on that website, which has all kinds of really good resources for business owners, you can just enter your zip code and they'll tell you um, what business licenses apply for at least your area and then other ones that you might want to look at as far as zoning and um, type of work that you're doing, just as Jim mentioned. But that's that's a nice place to look to to get started. And can you give, it, give us that uh, web address again? SBA.gov. Okay. okay. Now, one of the things I want to talk about, because it's interesting, before we got on the podcast here, the three of us were having a quick conversation. And, uh, Jim, I've, I've spoken to you and your colleagues at Lavelle Law a number of times about uh, instances in which friends or family members kind of take the plunge together and start a business. 
and then and then you know find the realities of, of working together. Jim, you were saying you sort of look at it from you know you're, there, you're kind of there to referee when things go wrong. But Elizabeth, tell us about your perspective, which was more your firm sort of working to prevent those you know disconnects from happening at all once those partnerships are formed. Um, I think it's just a good idea to over-communicate. If you have business partners or colleagues, to just make sure that you've got a process of communication in place um, and assure that if you're working with professionals that they facilitate that dialogue as well, that they keep you talking and make sure that you're having the important conversations you need to have at the front end before you're really making anything so that when you get to the point that, there's more at stake. Um, the relationships are really strong and the understandings and that you have shared goals and you're kind of expecting to be going in the same direction. You don't want to down the road try and figure that out. People are a lot more invested in how it turns out. And I think it's also really important when when you're at the beginning and things are pretty challenging to celebrate the little successes, the steps forward, the things that you're getting done um, that may not be huge, but you know, that at least you're moving in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I think just really over-communicating and getting a lot of clarity and working with professionals that teach you as well as work with you. They don't take it over, but they kind of help you um, understand why you're taking the steps you're taking and what you're trying to prevent or facilitate in the future. Now, what we're doing today is talking a little bit about the important steps new businesses can take or should be taking uh, once they're up and running. and. Guidance is being provided by our friend Jim Boyd at Lavelle Law and Elizabeth Londo, who's president of Just-in-Time Direction. Now, Elizabeth, we've mentioned the company a couple times here in the last 10 minutes, so before we go any further, can you provide some contact information for anyone who might want to follow up with you to get some more assistance on what they're hearing about today? Sure. Our website is www.justintimedirection.com. And um, and you are, feel free to contact me personally, elando at justintimedirection.com. Look forward to hearing to anyone that would be interested. Good, good. We'll try and get some feedback for you. Now, behind uh, many successful startups um, that operate at a local or perhaps even regional level uh, appears to be and would assume to be a, a history of, of successful networking. Now, that can be easier said than done. It's on people's list, doesn't often work into their schedules. What can you share for us in terms of thoughts on how to, you know, consistently network and why that's a valuable tool? Well, I would kind of dive in with that, and, and I'm sure Elizabeth will have a couple of things to say about that. Um, for me, the idea behind networking is I, I personally tend to um, kind of shoot with a rifle as opposed to a shotgun. I like to immerse myself in a consistent group and really – you know, build relationships with, you know, a decent number of people, 40 or 50 people, but then really foster those relationships well, as opposed to just going to every event I can get my hands on um, and trying to shake as many hands and drop off as many cards as I can. I really like to find that, you know, relatively large but fixed group and just, you know, work as much as I can to develop, you know, strong relationships with those folks. That's kind of been the approach that I've taken, and, and I've, you know, spoken to a lot of clients that kind of work the same way. You're not necessarily looking to find clients through networking, what you're looking for is the ability to find people who will send you clients. That's been my experience. Interesting. And 
I also think it's really valuable to kind of lessons learned from people who've already done it. Um, when we started our business, I looked at people that had similar types of businesses and just ask them out for coffee and um, hear from them, you know, what did you do? How did you manage cash flow? How did you get started? What worked? What didn't work? And it's amazing how generous people are with their time and energy to just kind of, it's a, it's a really um, close society, people who've started businesses. They're very happy to help other people not have to make the same mistakes. And um, I think, you know, using networking more for depth than for breadth, I completely agree with Tim on that one, that um, you'll have amazing contacts who can kind of get you to the next level and they'll be there with you for the whole ride and just be as, as excited as you are about everything that you accomplish. Well, and those contacts are, are going to pay off in other ways because uh, and we've got a couple minutes left here, but in the past, we've also talked about making sure that as a business, as a business owner, you're you're focusing on running the business. Don't take your eye off the ball. But the reality is, there's a lot of administrative tasks, like uh, you've got payroll and your accounting and taxes and compliance and other things that probably are not your strength. So, uh, you know, when you're starting a business, is it wise to to rely on outside services? And if so, you know, what do you what do you suggest people do to find the right fit for their company to help them? I would say for me that the answer would be, yeah, I mean, you know, do what you can. And Elizabeth does a great job of coaching clients through, you know, what is the right thing to outsource. You don't want to break the bank, obviously. But, yeah, finding people that can take these things off of your plate, especially things that are well outside of your area of expertise. You mentioned payroll. We very strongly recommend that companies use payroll service. One of the reasons that I, when I when I met Elizabeth, I thought she would be a great addition to this podcast, and I'll sort of kick it over to her is that she's taken that to a whole new level where you, know, you have the opportunity to, um, without incurring you know huge um, consulting fees and that sort of a thing, you have the opportunity to really outsource a lot more than uh, you normally would be able to. But, yeah, I think um, you know, being able to focus on your business and knowing this is not something I'm good at and be humble enough to realize there are people out there that are better at this and they can do it more cost-effectively than I can on my own is, is a big deal. So, Elizabeth, what are your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts are, thanks, Tim, um, to just realize what your strengths are as a business owner and make your weaknesses irrelevant. Find people who can help you in those areas that you're really going to struggle with. You know, if you don't have any skills in designing a website, don't feel like you have to do everything, do it yourself. Um, you'll really end up making mistakes you don't need to make. And there's your time is your scarcest resource. Don't waste it. So, um I think, you know, I, I would agree. I think that you really, that that can be a critical, critical question for you to ask yourself in the beginning. Like, what am I doing this for? What am I strong at? And I think I could really build a business around and how can I get the things that I absolutely need to have in place that are mandatory in starting a business? How can I get those taken care of without, you know, spreading myself so thin I can't do anything? And I guess well, uh, nothing but uh, great advice uh, from from both uh, Jim Voigt and Elizabeth Bondo today. We appreciate their time uh, covered just as much as we can, so we might want to see if we can get them back to visit with us again on a future uh, conversation here. We're back every Tuesday. We appreciate you listening and hope everyone has a great week. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much.